This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. It's been a weird couple days here on campus. Yesterday, power went out around 7 o'clock. Um, there's, like, branches down everywhere. There's, like, half half the roads being blocked in some spots. Um, there's kind of ice everywhere. Like, there's ice all over the trees, and, uh, like, all of that combination, power's going to go out. So, with that being said, um, there's a couple of changes to some things in the schedule lacrosse was in the middle of a game when the power went out against Mount St. Joseph. Don't know if that will be continued or if they're just going to call it because they were up 15 to zero. We'll see. Um, there was another thing. Oh, men's volleyball has postponed a game because there's no power today in, in Hershey hall. So with those being said, I think everything else is accurate on the weekly rundown. So we'll get to that here soon. And then after that, I decided to bring in Chelsea Gieske from the women's basketball team to have a special interview where we talk about pretty much anything. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. You're in the storm center. Women's ice hockey beat Lawrence 3-0 on Friday and 4-0 on Saturday. They will be at Aurora on Friday and Saturday to start their postseason action. Women's track and field was in the Hillsdale tune-up on Saturday. They will host the MIAA Indoor Championships on Saturday. And congrats to Madeline Summers on earning MIAA Women's Field Athlete of the Week. Women's wrestling was in the NCWWC Regional on Saturday. Women's bowling was in the H2M Hoosier Classic on Saturday and Sunday. Women's basketball beat Adrian 70-37 on Saturday. They will play Calvin at Hope on Friday in the second round of the MIAA tournament. Acrobatics and tumbling will be at Adrian College on Friday. Women's lacrosse will start their season at Wittenberg on Saturday. They will then host Bethel on Monday and then travel to Ohio Northern on Wednesday. Synchronized skating was in the Tri-State Synchronized Skating Competition on Sunday. They will be in the U.S. Synchronized Skating Championships on Thursday. ACHA D3 Men's Hockey was in the ICHC Tournament on, on Friday. Men's Ice Hockey lost 2-1 to MSOE on Friday and then swept them on Saturday 5-3 and 1-0 in a mini-game to advance to the NCHA to advance in the NCHA Harris Cup. They will be it will play Adrian at Adrian on Saturday. Men's track and field was also in the Hillsdale tune-up on Saturday. They will also host the MIAA Indoor Championships on Saturday. And congrats to Kimball Hughes on earning MIAA Men's Indoor Field Athlete of the Week. Men's Volleyball beat St. Norbert 3-0 at Olivet on Saturday. They then lost 3-0 at North Central on Wednesday. They will host Lawrence Tech on Thursday, which has been postponed for, another, for a later date. Then they're going to host Marantha Baptist and Illinois Tech on Saturday and then host Indiana Tech on Tuesday and then finally host Bethel on Wednesday. Men's basketball beat Adrian 86-48 on Saturday. They will play at either Hope or Adrian on Friday at Calvin in the second round of the MIAA tournament. And congrats to Brent Cox on earning MIAA Athlete of the Week. 
Men's lacrosse started their season with a 15-0 win so far against Mount St. Joseph. They will host Heidelberg on Wednesday. ACHA D2 men's ice hockey will be in the ACHA regionals on Thursday. And men's wrestling will be in the NCAA Central Regional on Saturday. And then finally, baseball will start their season at Adrian for a doubleheader and another game on Sunday. All right, another week, another special guest. We have Chelsea Gieseke in, the junior, supposed to be starter for the women's basketball team, but um, an ACL injury really stopped that. Chelsea, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Drew? Not too bad. I mean, the power's out almost everywhere on campus. My building's fine, we found out, but, you know. <laughs> My building is not fine. Uh, it's pitch black in there, actually. And I think our fish are going to die because there's no filter. Oh, no. Yes. So they so. need to get the power back on really quick. Well, I guess you can take it over probably Sydney's. Yeah, I could probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. They're fish, but <laughs> I do care about my fish. But like, oh, darn. Right. Yes. So um, mentioned it. you know, you had the ACL injury earlier this year. I know like. It was rough. I mean, you you tell me about it. It was just rough for me to hear it. Um, I know, like, the expectations were high. What was all of that like? Um, initially, it was just really hard to, like, grasp, like, mentally, uh, for sure. Um, I think, for me, the biggest thing was is now my role has changed. I was expecting to take a role of, like, playing and, like um, – that sort of thing, but now my role is more going to be hype man, talking to girls, uh, giving them feedback on things, which has been, like, a great thing for me. I think it was something that I needed to have happen because it really uh, helped me realize how much I appreciate the game of basketball and how much I love the game of basketball. It's unfortunate that it did happen, but I'm trying to look at the positives on um, everything like that. So, Yeah, we were super excited for you, Andy and I especially um, I, I'm not going to forget when you came up to me in the calf that one day and told me what was going on. Cause I mean, you look fine. I mean, it was just normal. And then you said you had bad news. I'm like, Oh, what did you guys lose or something? And then you said you tore your ACL and I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> What's unfortunate about it was, is it was in the third quarter and I was, I was playing pretty well too. And it was like, there was subs coming in for us like for the group that was in and I just went down and well, the subs came in, but it was a little too late for me. But, um, talking to my uh, athletic trainer and stuff like that, it was kind of bound to happen at some point. Like it wasn't a contact injury. It was non-contact. I was jump stopping and I fell. So in a situation like that, it was going to happen at some point and it happened at Purdue. So yeah, that, that's the other part. You're that far away from campus. Oh, the bus we, ride was awful. Let me tell you. A lot of bumps on the roads. <laughs> well, and I was sitting there, and my knee was just so swollen. Mm. And we would, like, hit a bump, and I would just, like, you know, my whole body would move, and I was just in so much pain. And no ibuprofen could have helped. It was ridiculous. Yeah, um, I knew a couple people from my school that had ACL stuff and yeah it was rough for them to start out with and I know you had your surgery it went well and um you know you're getting back into it I see that you're jumping now you shot your basketball for the first time recently 
saw you jog. Yes, I attempted to jog. Yeah. Um, the main thing is, especially with an injury um, as severe as this one, there's going to be lots of bumps in the road. So you'll have some really good days and some really bad days. And I think just mentally being able to get through those bumps is what's going to end up like allowing me to be able to get better. So I've had a bump in the road. I had to see my surgeon yesterday and I have, I just have like a kneecap issue where my kneecap doesn't move properly. So we have to take a few steps back, but then we'll be able to jump forward is what he said. But I did get fitted for a knee brace. There you so go. that it will be worn next season. Moving it along. Yes. What made you want to stay with the team? Because, I mean, you've been in and out of injuries so much. And from my perspective, of course, I don't play D3 basketball. But I've, my perspective is that, you know, it's D3 basketball might as well just stick with your education and then just stop playing. What made you really stick with it? Um, I would have to say just like the love of the game and the love of my teammates. Like um, you always see those TikToks where it's like my coach literally just chose a random 15 girls and then we all became best friends. Like mm. that's true. Like we're like such a family and everyone has been so like supportive of me through all of my injuries and everything like that. But I think like just knowing that, I could, like I could play again and then not having any regrets after I graduate. And then also like for my dad, uh, my dad's my best friend and my dad loves basketball and all he ever wants is to watch me play. And so knowing that I have one more season where I could play, I would say I'm probably doing it for my dad. Because last year was your back yes I fractured my L5 in my lower spine in which we got to see you a little bit towards the end in the NCAA tournament games right there. yeah which was which was so much fun I honestly it was so I was so grateful that we went so far in the tournament because I was able to return and everything like that it like did suck because like I did come back too late to actually get to play or like have a role but being able to be on the bench and do warm-ups with my team was just so special especially because I knew that those were going to be the last games with like Tara and Natalie and Kelsey Taylor and all those girls that I love so much. So it was really special to be able to return to at least practice with them at the end. So, and then you knew going into this year, you, your role was going to be huge. Um, I've said it a million times. I think I did the math at the beginning of the year, 60% of scoring was out the door with that senior class. Uh, what was that like before your injury going to that preparation, knowing like, Hey, I have a chance to be, have a huge role. Well, I knew like for me, so I worked really hard all off season and I knew that some roles were going to be needed to, uh, were needed to be filled. And I just knew that I wasn't going to try to like pressure anything. I wasn't going to try to do too much because I know like as a player, like if you try to do too much, that's when you end up not playing as well. So I kind of just was like going with the flow of things, like letting things like come to me and happen. And I was playing probably the best basketball that I've ever played in my life. And the coaches even told me that they were saying, you are playing amazing basketball right now. And I think for me, the biggest thing was, is I, I didn't have a huge role in games the last two years, but in practice I had roles where I had to guard the best player. I would face guard Tara every day, or I would have to play the other team's best player. Like I always had to play Kennedy Schoonfeld, which <laughs> which was fun because I got to shoot the ball a lot in practice. Yeah. But I knew that my role was going to change and I was going to actually have to be a play, like 
a game time player, which I was excited for, but I was honestly more excited to see how our team was going to tackle the new roles in general, like how Sydney Wagner was going to step up and Michaela Artis and then like Sam Underhill, which unfortunately her season got cut short yep. too. But that's what I was really like excited for. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned it all throughout the year. You've been changing so much, you know, Sydney being entered in that lineup. Sam going down is... I, it's the biggest horse pill I think you could ever swallow because, I mean, she was such a leader on the floor, off the floor. At that point, I think she was on, like, two or three games straight double-doubles. Yeah, she had, like, six double-doubles um, on the year, which is just a crazy stat to be able to achieve. But I think um, when Sam went down, what we missed the most – I mean, Sam's a great player offensively, defensively. She gets so many rebounds, but her leadership – Uh, Sam is very respected by every single person in this conference, on our team in general. And when someone like that goes down, uh, someone is going to have to take the role of leadership. And that's sometimes really hard to come by. I feel like uh, the first few games after Sam went down, it was hard to find that person. But I think we finally found them and we're starting to mesh again, which is great because we're playing some of our best basketball at the right time. Yeah, I mean, going into the MIAA tournament, we'll just get into it. So now we know Calvin is the opponent. I'm not going to say I'm surprised by that. Me uh, either. <laughs> so, you know, you got Gabby Timmer. She's really the main one. Leah Harris is in and out of that, really getting good production. Um, so what's that going to be like? Because I know Abby Sander did really well against Gabby Timmer when she saw her. Yes, she did. Um, basically our plan with Gabby Timmer is one, she hates contact. She does not like to be touched and she will complain to the refs all game long, which is fine. You do you, but, um, we're going to front her essentially. And then whoever's guarding, uh, their four, which is normally number 14, uh, we're going to double down as soon as she catches the ball. So that's what we did last time when we played at Calvin, and so starting on number 14 will be Alyssa Argyle, but we do switch um, with all of our guards. So as soon as uh, we're going to front Timmer, and as soon as Timmer would get the lob over top of like Abby Sanner or Katie Sloniker, we are automatically bringing a second girl to wall her up, mm-hmm. which we held her to 12 points the last game, which is really impressive. And honestly, as a team, in my opinion, we didn't play very well when we played them at Kelvin. So I think if we can do that well and force Timmer, she's going to get her points. Like, she's going to score. But if we make them tough baskets, we should do pretty well. What's it going to be like playing on a neutral side against a team you're so familiar with? I think it's really not that neutral, unfortunately, yeah, for us. Uh, Calvin is like 30 minutes from Hope. Right. But I I think personally, we play really good at Hope. We've beat Hope there the last two years. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about DeVos Fieldhouse, but we normally play really, really good there. So I think a neutral site, honestly, might benefit us in some way, even though Calvin is so close. Let's say because you guys had that last year, like a true neutral site out in Pittsburgh against Hope. And it was, you guys were so close. It was <laughs> a four-point game and... Down like 17 also. I think going into that game, uh, we were just so nervous. Like, we've never played there before. Like, we've never, like, our program has never been to a Final Four. Mm. And Hope's program's been to multiple. They've gone to the Final Four. They've won national championships in the past. So I think for us in that game, we had a lot more jitters than Hope did. And I think that's what caused us to go down. But then when we realized, like, we belonged there, we finally, like, you know, started chipping away and, like, um, 
cutting it down to four. And at one point we were tied. But I think if we would make it back there again this year, we definitely wouldn't play as nervous. We would definitely have a lot more confidence going into a game like that. Yeah, because I remember watching it in Fabiani Theater. I was with Ben Wenger, you know. And um, we were just watching it because, you know, like we host Storm Center together. We'd be, we want to watch it together to get notes on it. And um, you guys were down 17. And we are like, all right, if this hits 20, we'll just go back to our respective dorms. I, I was still going to watch it. And then all of a sudden just chipping back in and kept hitting shots and getting stops. It was really fun to watch. It, it was honestly um, surreal. So I'm going to, like, give a little story about that. So um, Ohio State played in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And so my cousin is a huge Buckeye fan, and so is all of his friends. And my dad was like, How hey. does that work? You're yeah. a Michigan fan. No, we get into fights. <laughs> I promise you that. But my dad was like, hey, if you and the boys want to get uh, tickets to the Ohio State, it was Ohio State versus Loyola, uh, if you guys want to get tickets to that game, I'll pay for your hotel room to come up a night early and come to the um, Try and Hope game. And they were like, of course. So they drove <laughs> up there. There was like four of my guy friends from back home and my cousin. And we were down by like 10 points. And I see my friend stand up, and he started chanting, let's go Thunder. Remind you, he does not go to try. Yeah. And then everyone around him stood up and started chanting, let's go Thunder. And I was like, did he just start that? <laughs> <laughs> so credit to him for getting somewhat of a run going there. But, yeah, it was crazy. I was, like, I was watching, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I wish last year I would have went to Lexington. Like it was, it, it really wasn't that far of a drive for me. I didn't have plans till later in that day where they just came up like the day of. And I was like, God, I should should have just drove down Transylvania because those were really good games. Also, what's crazy about that is uh, the fact you mentioned it. Um, Nick Bowman and all of those guys were in Florida, yeah, and they made a pit stop on their way back from Florida, and they uh, stopped in Lexington and watched our game. And that game was surreal because uh, Transylvania was undefeated, Mm -hmm. uh, never lost on their home court. They packed that place full of Transy fans. And we just said, okay, like, whatever. Yeah, I should have just went. And it's just, if you guys go that deep again, if you're in Transylvania, or if you're probably anywhere close enough, I'm going. I think I could probably convince Rang and Rob to let you sit on the bus. Are you serious? I'm I'm pretty sure I could probably ask them if you could sit on the bus if we would go that far. Oh my god. <laughs> um yeah, I mean sure if you want to ask, go <laughs> for it. What ask. am I gonna do? Say no <laughs> to that? Um so let's recap senior day. Um, you know, we you were obviously on the bench for the women's game, then you were on the call for the men's game. You're really making that starting to kind of making that transition with your injury. Yeah. Um which one do you want to talk about first, the men or the women? Let's – what do you think? Coin flip? Sure. I don't have a coin. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's go women's game. It was first. Okay. Um, well, I'm the only junior on the women's basketball team, so I was in charge of senior day, so I was in charge of literally everything. Mm-hmm. So I was stressed all morning. But it ended up, like, working out perfectly, like, the exact way I wanted it. So that was really nice. Yeah, because, I mean, you, the balloons were blowing over, even though that we were in a 
There was a still draft. air building. Yes, um, there was a draft in the MTI Center on senior day. Yeah, just to ruin your day. That I know. Was, that was it. Someone did it on purpose, but it's <laughs> fine. Um, but it was honestly um, a really emotional day for me because, um, like I said, I am the only one in my class. So that senior class kind of, like, adopted me. So yeah. I'm, like, kind of, like, in their class, but, like, not really. And um, being able, like, to watch all of them with their parents and families was, like, super special. But then being able to see Sam on the court for the last time, um, I actually cried. So <laughs> I got close. If I wasn't talking through that, I was going to tear up for sure. Well, it was funny because Sydney Wagner was sitting on the bench next to me, and she saw me, like, crying, and she, like, ran, and she went and got me tissues. And Rob <laughs> looks over and goes, Where's Sydney? She needs to go sub in. And I was like, she's getting tissues. Just give her a minute. I love that that's Rob's first thing. Where's Sydney? It wasn't the fact that I was crying on the bench right next to him. Yeah. It was uh, Sydney needs to go to the scores table. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great event. I mean, you put it on. It was really, really, really well done. Um, all the baskets, all the balloons and everything. I mean, again. <laughs> knowing that it was going wrong almost the entire time before up until up, up to until it. they actually got announced. I was like, Oh, the draft stopped weird. Yeah. And then, you know, Michaela balled out. What was it? 22 on senior yes, day. Yes. Something like that. 20 or 22. Uh, I think every senior got a bucket. Every senior scored. Um, Honestly, it was just, like, overall a great team win, and it was a really, like, fun kind of win. Like, um, a lot of girls score that don't normally score, and that's always so fun for us. And whenever the coaches aren't super mad at halftime, like, that's normally a good day. (laughs) Um, So I think overall it was just a great great game to have uh, for senior night, and then we all went back to the hotel with our parents and just had a blast. It was so much fun. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, I saw some of the stuff from that. It looked a lot of fun. Oh, it was a blast. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, that that whole senior day was just incredible. Um, cutting down the nets also at the end of it really put the icing on the cake. Especially for senior day, I thought it was very special that those girls were able to cut down the nets on their last game on that court. Like last year, our senior day ended up not being our last game on um at the MTI center because we got a host. Um, So I think it just made it even more special that that truly was the last time those girls are going to wear their uniform at, um, at the MTI center, which is sad. Yeah. I, I was hoping that like, because you know, the MIAA is going back to the format that they used to have where two, one first two seeds get a buy, which one I have a problem with already. Cause I think, you know, D one basketball, you think everyone gets in the conference tournament to have a chance Yeah, and it just doesn't happen. But that, and then, you know, the one, two seeds get the buy, but then after the first round, it's all at the number one seeds house. I hate that so much, mostly because we have to play at five 30 on Friday. Yeah. That is like not normal. Like that's very odd for us. One playing on a Friday in general is not normal. Two, playing at 5.30 is mm-hmm. weird. But our men also play at 5.30, which is also unfortunate because then we don't even yeah. know, like support our men or watch yeah. our men. I, so. I'm going to be going back and forth. I might have both of them up on split screen. But depending on – I don't know which one I'll give the audio or not. 
Um, it's funny because um, our athletic trainer, Kyle, he's going with the men's team, but we're getting a different athletic trainer. Uh, her name's Stephanie. She's coming with us. So I'm going to have to tell Stephanie that she has to give me updates of the men's game during our game because that's normally what Kyle does for mm. me. Yeah, and the, that the men's game is going to be a lot of fun. You know, both going to different places is interesting. I don't think we've ever had it to where both are in the same spot, at least since I've been here. It would have been my senior year of high school. I came to watch, um, like, the trying, um, like, uh, they were in the tournament, and it was here, and both men and women hosted here. Um, it would have been maybe my junior year. It was either my junior or senior year of high school because I remember coming to watch because me and my dad were like, oh, there's going to be so much good basketball. Yeah. I'm trying to remember that year because your senior year would have been my freshman year here. Um, that was a COVID year, so we made it two rounds into the yeah, tournament. Yeah, into the tournament. I'm pretty sure it was that year because we made it into the NCAA tournament, and then yeah. we got sent home. We, they were in Maine, and then they got sent home. Yeah, which I feel for that team every time. Katie Steers, I feel very bad for her. Oh, my. Katie Steers was my favorite player to watch on that floor. She should have taken a fifth year. That's all I had to say, but she didn't get a fifth year. Uh, none of those, that class didn't get a fifth year. Yeah, because they put that, they instituted that like the next year. Yeah, so my whole class got a, everyone that was a senior and a, fre- like to freshman, so 2020 to 2024 all got mm. a fifth year. I think partially, I think it's because they did play a full regular season. Yeah, and because, they just got cut off at the tournament. Because softball, they get two COVID years. Because yeah, because that, they didn't get a season. because yeah, our team, they were in Florida when all that shut down, and then. They didn't. Then they just got the extra. I guess that makes sense. That, that it makes sense, but it still makes me feel for all those college athletes that had to be done. Oh yeah, especially yeah. All Katie Steers just really made me that upset me that she didn't get to at least finish it out. Yeah, because that team was going on a run. They were good. That yeah. was a very good team. Honestly, we've. Even the year after that, we had a really good team that could have went really far in the yeah. NCAA tournament. We could have had three years in a row where we went very, very far, and then this could have been our fourth potential year of going far in the NCAA tournament. So, By the way, uh, thank you to you and the team for giving me a piece of the net. It really did mean the world to me. Um, you know what was so special about that is Sydney uh, came up to me at the hotel, and we were talking, and she goes, yeah, I saw Drew sitting over there. And I went up to Rang, and I said, Rang, can I cut some net down for Drew? And Rang was like, of course you can cut the net down for Drew. And I was like, oh, Cindy, that warms my heart. I'm so glad she thought of that. Yeah, because, I mean, she talked to me after the game. Well, at first she came up to me and said, thank you for everything you've done. And I was mm-hmm. like, thank you. And then all of a sudden she comes down, sits down, we talk for like a minute or so. Then she goes, uh, I'll be right back. I'm like, okay. Then all of a sudden comes over with the ringlet of the net, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> now, Sydney is such um, a thoughtful person. She's a great teammate, too, and uh, she always puts, like, everyone, like, before herself. So in a situation like that, I mean, like, of course, like, that's just something that Sydney would think to do, which yeah, is awesome. The day before that, we recorded the Storm Center interview. Also, we're, we're neighbors. We live across the hall from each other. I'm so sorry. They're loud. It's not bad, honestly. I know they're loud because sometimes I'm over there and we are loud. (laughs) It's not terrible. The only thing that really makes me mad in that building is when people slam the door to the stairwell. Because that's my wall. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, my bed is right there. (laughs) And people just keep slamming it. Um, I don't know, whatever. 
it's just kind of get off my lawn kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like when someone like walks across the grass and there's sidewalk right there. It's like that's my grass. Yeah. yeah. It's it really upsets me though when it's like two in the morning. Yeah, no, I understand that. <laughs> I'm good with any other time, honestly, but when I'll I'm make asleep. sure that those girls know that they better not slam that door <laughs> at two in the morning. <laughs> oh my god. Um so men's senior day. We we were on the call for that. Um and really weird that being my last basketball game. Yeah, which I didn't even put two into the two and two together that that was your last basketball game and we were calling it. Like I didn't even like, I was like, Oh, we're going to have more games here. Yeah. But like, I was, we weren't like, that's crazy. One. I messed up the call so many times during your guys' game because I was so nervous and you know, people keep like, why are you nervous for? I'm like, basketball is my thing. Like I, I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about on the broadcast. Sometimes I'm a walking encyclopedia for yes. it. Um, and it's just like, it's, I played it from age I don't know. There's baby pictures of me with a basketball in my hand. Um, And then now it's just like I've been following these teams for so long, and it's just not going to be there because unless the NCAA decides for us to host, which – Which would be amazing. Yeah. It's it's not happening because, again, both teams made the two seed. They get the bye, and they're going to be somewhere else. Do you know what I think genuinely what you should do Hmm. is you and Andy should do like this, like – not even a podcast, but I think you should come and call our games, even though, like, it wouldn't be, like, with any video background. It'd be, like, the radio. So, like, if we go to the NCAA tournament, I think you guys should come and call our games as if it was. Have you ever seen One Tree Hill? No. Oh. Well, for all the people that have seen One Tree Hill, it'd be, like, ravenshoops.com, oh. where they follow the team around, and they just basically do it as if they're a radio station. See, I know we used to do that because we this actually used to be a radio station mm-hmm. before we added the video aspect to it. But now it's not it's video. Everyone has video now. Yeah. And so it's just kind of you're losing out on that, I guess, if you go on the road. It would be an excuse for you guys to come, which I, I think is Yeah, great. I would take any excuse for it. But um yeah, that that last game, I mean, we did, we did a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I don't mean to toot our horns here, but we did we did pretty good. We did good for the circumstance of the game. The boys went on a 30-0 run at some point, and yeah. I don't even know how you talk about that. Well, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> We'd be like, oh, Brent Cox with another dunk. Then, <laughs> oh, so anyway, um, yeah, that was a really good game. Yeah, Brent popped off which was i think great for him he really needed a game like that in my opinion and especially for it to happen on senior day and he's um from pretty close from here like yeah he's from candleville so i'm sure he had a ton of family uh there for senior day so i think that's just amazing how he was able to play such like a great game and i think that's great for them going into the tournament because they're gonna have a tough game tomorrow against Hope, and then if they win, they're probably going to see Calvin, who they haven't beat yet. So they play Hope? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. that was, I thought that game was postponed. It was postponed yesterday. Well, I don't know. I figured Hope would be Adrian. I, I think they will, but I know yesterday They didn't game, play it? No, because oh, of the, I just all the ice everywhere. Um, so I think they play today. But, yeah, I can look that up. Yeah, I was because I was going to ask you, being – you know, being on the basketball team and all that, what would it be like game planning for a game that you don't know the opponent until the day before? 
if I'm going to be 100% honest, um, we'll one, we'll focus on ourselves for a lot of the practice, just like things that we genuinely need to get better at. But for um, this upcoming one, we kind of guessed Calvin would be Adrian. Right. Like, so we were preparing for Calvin in a lot of ways. Um, but what's going to be very interesting is if we would beat Calvin um, tomorrow and we would play Hope um, or um, Albion that afternoon, it is really hard to prepare the morning of. And we take a very long time to prepare. So, um, and most likely we're going to get back pretty late on Friday night. So if we would win that game. You're not staying up there? No, we are not. Unfortunately, as of right now, we're not, which makes sense to me because for one, if we would say we lose, then we have all these hotel rooms that we necessarily wouldn't need. And two, we're going to, we're going to make it to the NCAA tournament, hopefully. Mm. And then we'd have to pay for a lot of hotel rooms and stuff like that. Cause the NCAA yeah. only pays for Certain. a select number. Yeah. 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 Cause I remember that whole thing. I think you told me about that last year to where certain people. Yeah. You had can only roster so not many. pay their own way. It was more coming out of ranks pocket. Yeah. It came out of the basketball fund, but you can only roster. I want to say maybe 15. It might be 15. And so those were the amount of hotel rooms that were paid for is for those like 15 girls and the coaches. And then from there we had to pay for like everyone else, which our coaches didn't have a problem with at all. Like yeah. we're all a part of the team yeah. um, in every way. And we all like work really hard. Um, so like they didn't have a problem with that at all. Is there but a certain amount of coaches that are within payment? I have no idea. That's a good question. I mean, we only I, have three. Right. Cause I'm thinking hope. Oh yeah, Hope, Hope has, has like, like, uh, has like half the bench. Hope has enough coaches to coach every single like first two rotations. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Update: The men play t- uh, today at six. Hope and Adrian play okay. at six at DeVos Fieldhouse. And then, who's on the other half of the bracket? I know Albion for one. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, I don't really keep track with the other men's teams because yeah. most of them are not that good. It's all that. All that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because when we were speculating about Albion, that was the deciding factor uh-huh. where Adrian got in. Yeah, we were wrong. Both yeah, of them they got both in. got in. Yeah, both so got someone in. else must have lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which we never thought of. But, um, yeah, senior day was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. And, like, Connor played well. And yep. then Nate Carball got the start, which I thought was super special. because Came so close to a nasty putback slam. Oh, that would have been amazing. I probably, like, I, I might have passed out if that actually went in. Which I asked him, like, how long have you had that? And he's like, I don't know, as long as I can remember. <laughs> he's much. like, I just haven't pulled it out of my pocket yet. Like, he's what do he's you like, mean? I almost got one last year. <laughs> so... Yeah, shout out to Nate. That was one of the best that answer was, ever. Uh, honestly, awesome. But it made me so happy that he uh, finally got the start because I mean he works so hard. I watch him every day in practice and in all their games. He's such a hustle player. He really deserved that. Yeah, so. and that's another that's an, another example. They lost a ton of scoring as well. Oh yeah, you got Bryce. They might have lost Nick, more than us. Aiden. Geller, uh, Griffin, I'm, I know I'm missing. Nick Bowman. Bowman, yeah, I've always said Nick. Oh, you said Nick. Um, I know I'm missing someone. Um, I mean, they lost Griffin. Yeah. He was a great practice yep. player. 
Nick, Aiden, Bryce, Mitch, Griffin. I know there's one more. I know there's one more too. I'm about to like, well, they lost Reese. Um, yeah. He's a great, um, attrib- like he was like the player coach that everybody loved and he was so fun. I'm about to get on Instagram. Yeah, Reese and was stalk awesome. someone and see. <laughs> see if they have any pictures with all the all the boys. And as soon as you say it, I'm going to feel like an idiot. Okay. We have Aiden, Mitch, Reese, Nick, and Bryce. I think that is it. I don't think there's anyone else. Is it? I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. And that then makes- Griffin. It makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. I was going to say, I I thought there was like another one too, but then I was like. Yeah, because I could have swore it was seven for the women's team and six for the men's. I guess including Reese, it would be six. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> double checking my double check. Oh, Nate was technically a senior last oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And then he took his fifth year. Yeah. Yep. Which I'm so glad he did. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he did too. He's such a nice guy and he's so uh, fun to be around, especially uh, he's always in the training room because he always has something wrong with him too. So <laughs> I always get to see him in the training room. So you've been living in that training room. Yeah, I eat. Um, I eat there. I uh, <laughs> I sleep there sometimes. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I take snacks because I get bored during Whoa. practice, and then I'll take naps sometimes. Put the heating pad on my back and just go to bed. Yep. That that sounds. That sounds. I don't want to say the life because you know you. I would rather be on the court, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be there, um, I, I remember during the Hope game when you were on with Andy, you mentioned that you wanted to get into coaching a little bit yeah. afterward. Has this year really helped you with that? I think it made, uh, it made me realize that, like, I'm not ready for the game to be out of my life yet. Like, um, getting this year taken away from me has really showed me that, like, I do have a passion for this game. I love this game with all of my heart. And I think even after next year, I'm not going to be ready for it to just, I mean, like, you can watch it. Like, you can watch March Madness and everything like that. But I just don't think I'm ready for it to be completely over. So It's, it's tough. Yeah. I remember walking off that well, yeah, well, it's being subbed out for the last time during sectional. We 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 made a close enough game, but then we pull, they pulled out at the end. Mm-hmm. And, um, God, it was rough. Yeah, so I feel like for me um, personally, my, my basketball journey um, will never really be over. Mm-hmm. Even after I'm done playing, I hope to coach or even just, like, work with players um, over the summer and stuff like that. Like all my cousins are fairly young and they always come over and I'll put them through drills and I'll do stuff with them. Cause essentially I do want them to be better than me. I know like I'm really competitive and I never wanted my sister to like be better than me (laughs) ever, but I always wanted her to end up being better than me. So, yeah. Cause I think you said that like you, when you have kids, you're going to be their coach. Oh yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. They're going to hate me, but it's okay. Cause they'll be good. That's exactly what it was with my dad. That's <laughs> like, how le- my dad was like, too. Legit. Like every, every team, baseball, basketball, oh, yeah. anything. And I'll always remember the, he would whistle at me every time. <laughs> I would get so mad at him because he's, 
he's not the coach anymore when I'm uh-huh. playing for the school. Yeah, when you're and in he's high school. Still, <laughs> still doing it. Still whistling. That's way awesome. up, way up in the mezzanine. Still whistling on the um, courts. My dad would be at the in the very top of the stands, and he would walk back and forth. He he, he'd never sit. He would he'd pace back and forth, and sometimes he'd have his headphones in. I could never tell if he was listening to the radio, like because the radio would call our games, or if he was on a conference call. But he always (laughs) had his headphones in. But I remember when I was a kid, my dad was my coach, and it would have been the fifth grade. And he, like, would give my sister a little jersey. She was a third grader, and Mm -hmm. she would wear leggings and tennis shoes and sit on the end of the bench. And he got so mad at me. I wish I remember exactly what I did wrong. I'm sure he could tell you if you'd ask him. (laughs) But he got so mad at me. He subbed in my little sister, who was a third grader, (laughs) in leggings and tennis shoes into the game and told her to go get me. And... Let me guess. He probably says that she played better than you that day. Well, <laughs> what's really frustrating is she went in and she had an assist. I was like, <laughs> she like, she like caught it and like she shot big. She dribbled and she passed it into the post. And my dad looked at me because I like came off and I said, you're joking, right? Like you did not just do this. And he goes, well, are you going to get it together? Sit right there and let me know when you're ready. And I was like, I wasn't ready to be taken out, dad. I was a fifth grader. I was like 10 years, like. How old are you in fifth grade? Like 12? Yeah. yeah, I was 11 or 12. Like, that's traumatic. <laughs> like, that is traumatizing. Oh, my. Yeah, the, the amount of memories I have from dad coaching me, especially all in, like, youth league. Uh-huh. When it, you're just... You're just, ball, you're just playing ball. Like, there's nothing there's no to plays. it. There's no plays. There's... Yeah, everyone there's, had wristbands and you knew who to guard. Yep. It's still, every time. Um... Yeah, I just can't wait to see what you do in the future, especially being on the sideline. Oh, gosh. <laughs> My poor children. <laughs> I feel bad for them. Um, So I know that next year I'm required to be on the call for your senior day. Yes, I will literally Venmo you gas money to get here <laughs> if that is what it takes to get you here. Um, is there any other days you want me on or... <laughs> <laughs> if I Venmo you each time, you're like, I'll come for yeah. every game. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, I would love to have you call every single game, but whenever you're available and you can make the trip, I would be so happy. Well, and, well Andy asked me, he's like, how far do you live? How far away do you live again? I'm like three and a half hours. Like, God, I wish you were closer. <laughs> like maybe if you were like an hour away, it would be like an every Saturday thing. But I mean, I've made the trip for just calling games before. Last year for softball. Next year NCAA. he'll be doing it again, folks. <laughs> yep. As long, yeah. Well, I don't think it will matter. I'll, I'll take off whatever. Yeah, tell him sorry. Uh, Chelsea Gieske requires my presence. I know you don't know who that is, but she's very important. Yeah. So, <laughs> she, I have to be there. Sorry. I know you just hired me, but I'm gonna need this day off in about a year. Yeah. No, like you're like. So, do you need any days off, Drew? Well, actually, in about six months and seven days, <laughs> I'm going to need this random Saturday off. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, I have all this. <laughs> That's for, funny. So, getting ready for MIAA tournament. I'm excited for Calvin, hopefully, because I, I worry sometimes about you beat them twice, now you play them a third time. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to do times. anything. I'm knock on wood. It's just that I've seen it happen yes. before. Not with this team, but I've seen it. 
Um, I think our mindset going into this game is basically like it's win or go home, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because, you know, um, the team that wins our MIAA tournament gets an auto bid into yep. the NCAA tournament. And then say if we would make it to that championship game and we would lose, we would have to sit and go. We would have to go home and pray for a bid uh, yep. to get into that NCAA tournament. But Calvin's ranked in the top 25 too. Mm-hmm. And I, if we would lose to Calvin on Friday, they're – it would be between Calvin and trying to take a bid, and but I'm pretty confident, so I don't yeah. think I don't think we will be going home on Friday. But so the, our mindsets do or die. So like, the way it works is like regional based mm-hmm. because the men's regional is stacked. Yeah, they're, they're ranked 23rd and they're on the bubble. Yeah, which has no logic in my eyes whatsoever. You're in the top 25. You're it makes in. no sense, and it's really unfortunate because we are. In such a basketball, like, art, like this whole area, the whole Midwest is, like, so, like, basketball-oriented. So yeah. we have the best Division three schools literally all in our region. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, was it three or is it just two from this region that made the Final Four last year for women? Um, us and Hope and then... Wisconsin Whitewater, yeah. who I don't know if they're technically in our region or if they're in the region that's, um, like, to the left of us. Yeah. But either way, those two regions are, like, right next to each other. And then there was a team um, out Ithaca, from, like, yeah, right? they're from, like, the um, the East Coast. Yeah. So three of the four teams were from the Midwest. Yeah. And they were— all the states kind of like almost touch each other. Wisconsin touches Michigan in a way, and then we touch Michigan. Yep. So it's kind of like crazy to think about that. Yeah, because when I saw those, I'm like, there's obviously, well, two being from the same conference going to the Final Four is crazy enough. I don't even know if that's ever happened in like D3 like history because, I mean, like, I don't know how it would. I mean, it's 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 hard for two teams in yeah. the same conference to even make the NCAA tournament, yeah. let alone go to the Final Four and play against each other. Yeah, because what you finished the final polls was it? We finished second in the final polls. That was after the tournament, though, mm-hmm. right? So then I think you finished fourth. Yes. So it was just yeah, two teams had to be really good enough to get in. Yeah. Because there's there's no way you were getting denied last no, year. No, absolutely not. And well, honestly, what's really surprising is last year, I genuinely thought that Calvin would get in too. Because Calvin had a really good season last year. Yeah. And I genuinely thought that they were going to get in as well. And then they didn't. And I was like, I was really shocked by that. So it's really hard for two teams of the same conference to get in, let alone three. Yeah. So winning against Calvin on Friday, I think, would really help seal our fate. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, we want the auto bid. Like, right. We, I mean, we, we want to win the whole thing. Not stopping at that. Yeah, we're not just winning Friday and then satisfied. Absolutely not. We want the T-shirt that you get at the end. Oh, yeah, which there's already a T- There's probably already going to be a T-shirt this year, right? Because you— Yes, because we won the conference, but— um, which, I'm, which I'm buying. You know yeah, that. Yes, uh, I'll buy one for everyone in my family. <laughs> uh, but actually, um, after um, you'd win the conference tournament— um, they give you out um, MIAA conference champion T-shirts, right. and I am 21, so I said, I, "If we win, I'm going to wear that to the bar." <laughs> <laughs> right after we win. Yeah, the, I love seeing those shirts all around because I mean that's the entire old, track team has like five of them. Yeah, like, 
Yeah, because that's only for the team, mm-hmm. not available to anyone else. And I don't have one of those yet, so I think the I, only, I want one. Yeah, I, I think the only one. person I've seen wear them that wasn't an athlete was Land. Yeah, which I mean he he's, gets, the, he's the AD, so he gets everything. Yeah, he gets everything handed to him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He does so much work for, especially our program in general. But I live with other uh, athletes on different teams, and he just does so much for everyone. So he deserves the T-shirt. For oh sure. yeah. Wish he would have. Well, I wish I would have seen him after Saturday because Purdue IU is coming up. He's an IU fan. Oh. We talk trash all the time. Do you? Yeah. It's easy for me to do it. Not so much for him <laughs> with these. Well, they got the last one. I'm just hoping that Michigan can kind of like pull something out of their hat for this Big Ten tournament. Please, was, please beat IU, by the way. Yeah. Well, I was looking at some, um, like, if the. Season would end today. This is what, like, the rankings would be. And it had, like, our guys at, like, I want to say playing Wisconsin and then playing IU. They had them at, like, eight or something like that. I was like, you know, I kind of like that because, like. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. Like, we would be, like, we could beat Wisconsin and then play IU. Stop Trace Jackson Davis. I mean. Yeah, and because I don't. Think Xavier Johnson will be back, Mm-mm. but that's but there's still some games left to play, so that's not like not right. finalized. Because Purdue's got two games left. We got Wisconsin. No, we got three games: Indiana, uh-huh. Wisconsin, Illinois. Uh huh. Yeah, I believe there's three games. Yeah. Um. What's funny is, is when I was younger, so when I was in high school, Michigan actually won the Big Ten tournament like back to back to back. Yeah. Like three years in a row, and I was at all of them. Um, because it was hosted in Indy yep. and, uh, my dad would always get a suite from work and we would always just go and watch and we'd stay there all day long. But what's funny is, is there's, uh, they're in Columbus this year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, there's games in Columbus, Ohio Okay. at some point. And I know that my work, I won tickets to go to these games and, I was like, I don't know, like, if I'm going to go watch Michigan play again, then, like, they're probably going to win the whole thing because I'm there. <laughs> You're good and, luck, John. But I'm not sure if it's for the NCAA tournament or if it's for the Big Ten tournament. I just got told I put my name in a raffle for basketball tickets, and I got told I won, so I'm going to get them emailed to me at some point. There so. you go. I know that's all that matters. It's a basketball game. I don't care which one. I've Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I think Big Ten is – just indie? It's normally just indie. Yeah. Except for a couple years ago, Chicago. They went to Chicago. They went to I New York. That. And that, that was the worst thing ever because with that, you had to play a week earlier because the Big East tournament's mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden. Which no, And I it's think, always the tradition. The Big Ten tournament is the last game before yes. the drawing. And it's in the perfect, like, indie is the perfect location for the Big Ten tournament. Because it's, perfect it's for literally every sport. centralized and, like, it's so centralized for all the Big Ten schools. And also, I mean, like, Michigan is normally, like, for football especially, Michigan's normally the one that's going, or Ohio State, and that's really close for them. Yeah. And, like, Wisconsin normally goes close for them, too. I mean, it wasn't as close, like, for Iowa. It's not going to be close for UCLA or USC when they're in there. (laughs) I don't think anything's going to be close for them, so I think they're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, they're just going to have to deal with it. Like, I don't know. If we go halfway, like, that's just so pointless. Yeah. They'll be fine. But Which, in, that's still surreal to me that that's 2024. Yeah, they're that's, joining the Big Ten Conference. My thought of that is, like, what's going to happen for, all like, a volleyball player at UCLA who's going to have to fly the Rutgers on a Tuesday and then fly back? <laughs> I don't know. I, I genuinely have no idea how that's going to work for them. 
Because honestly, I think all they care about is like what, what, what's good for football, what's good for basketball, forget everything else. But like even like basketball, you play in the middle of the week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess I never thought about that. <laughs> and the time change is like three hours, which is awful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just you're going to be in Piscataway in the middle of <laughs> December. You're going to be like on a private jet doing your homework. <laughs> Like, hoping that, like, you're not too jet-lagged to wake up for class the next day. Yeah. But I know a lot of, like, Division One programs. Like, uh, my friend actually plays Division One soccer over at um, Michigan. And, uh, like, they travel and stuff a lot. But I know she said, like, their teachers are very, like, supportive and very, like, I wouldn't say the lenient's not the word. Yeah. But they, like, know. Like, if you're not going to be there, you're not going to be there. And, like, yeah. they're going to be able to work around your schedule. I think professors like here are good at it too. Yeah. And we don't even have to go that far. And most of the time we just have to miss like one class. Mm-hmm. I think I'd say the sport that misses the most here is hockey. Uh, Cause they always have to leave on yeah. like they always miss Fridays, but yeah, professors are pretty cool about that stuff. Yeah. Cause I remember the few times you would miss classes when we had them last year mm-hmm. was going to Pittsburgh <laughs> Sorry, national championship yeah. of mine. Can't and be in class. Then in Andy's class, it was like it was a drawing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't know if we ever told you. We knew you guys were in before you guys did. How? <laughs> for some reason. Were you guys ahead of us? Were we behind? The NCAA website, for some reason, it was just it wasn't live. It was they just posted a video so you could skip ahead. So I walked into Fabian after the class was done, knowing we what was going to happen. I had my there. phone up ready because I knew where you guys were. We knew. Honestly, us hosting the NCAA tournament, that is still so surreal to me. I cannot believe that, like, we did that because, like, we were just, like, you know, like, waiting to see, like, oh, where are we going? Yeah. Are we getting in? Like, because we didn't have the auto bid. And then it was, like, it was like the very last bracket, and I was like, Trying University, and it's gonna be at Trying University. And yep. I was like, We don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm gonna sleep <laughs> in my bed. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun for me because, you know, like, and people started asking me, they're like, Are you gonna do the games? I'm like, Yes, absolutely, I'm gonna do the games. What are you talking about? People are like, But that's during spring break. I'm like, Okay, okay. cool. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, You understand, I want this to be my job one yeah. day. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. This and I stay, I guess what I stayed two days longer than everyone else did. Oh darn! Yeah, and you got to call like some of the best games ever. Yeah, those were really good games. That, Our first game wasn't as good, but like beating John no. Carroll was so great because uh, that Nayiro was oh, insane. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and I remember someone asked Sam afterward, like, "How do you?" deal with that and she's like i mean i guard olivia vosco and gabby timmer all the time yeah which i mean gabby timmer timmer is one of the best players in division three basketball yeah. so i don't know i think sam was also one of the best post players in division three basketball she didn't get the credit that she deserved all the time but i think sam was one of our she, i mean sam's hard to guard and she's hard to score on too so. yeah because i mean she she never really stepped out for three although Mm-mm, but nope. that short corner jumper that is what won us the game at Transylvania last yep. year in the Elite Eight. It was the short corner uh, shot by Sam Underhill, and we always call it, like, that's her shot. It is. It is literally <laughs> her shot, and if she's shooting that, you better just start running the other way because yeah. it's going in. And then, time. you know, she's able to body you down low. Yeah, she's strong. She's and her, smart. And her footwork mm-hmm. always impressed me. Yeah. 
No, Sam was definitely a special player for sure. Oh, that whole team, and still now, uh-huh. is full of special players. I'm trying to convince Sam to take a fifth year and uh, be a senior with me next year. Unfortunately, she's graduating with her bachelor's degree and a minor already. So I don't know what she'll take. I mean, there's grad courses out there. That's what I was saying. I was like, just get your MBA. Like, you'll be fine. Just go ahead and get your You master. only need to be in, like, nine credits anyway. Like, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I've talked with some people where I'm like, are you going to take COVID year? And they're like, I don't have any more classes to take. Like, they, they've even done their grad courses already. That's how I am. Because everyone was like, because I'm technically a freshman eligibility-wise because I got um, redshirted this year. Yeah, you're, you so got. I have six years of eligibility. <laughs> um, and they're like, so you're not going to come back for a fifth or a sixth year? And I was like, one, I'm not on scholarship. This, this school's a little expensive. Um, yeah. Two, I'm going to be graduating with my bachelor's degree, a minor, and my master's degree in four years. Yeah. So if you can find something for me to take, let me know <laughs> because I don't know of anything. Just get an associates in engineering and you're good. <laughs> I don't even know if they give out associates. I don't think I'd want to do engineering. Well, any other one. Sure. Why not? I could end up probably getting my um, bachelor's degree in uh, communications. Oh, yeah. Take a bunch of Andy Brown courses. But, oh, wait, he left us. Yeah, I'm in one right now. I know. The- I was really sad, though, because I was supposed to have him last semester, and then they were like, oh, he's not teaching. And I was like, I'm done. Drop yeah, the I, course. <laughs> I got a text out of nowhere from Andy saying, like, hey, uh, this is what's happening. And I'm like, oh. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm transferring. Sorry. Well, he, he immediately said, he was like, I'm still going to call games. I'm like, whew, all right. <laughs> I'm good with that. But, um, Yeah. Is there anything else that we need to talk about, Chelsea? I feel like we've covered almost everything on this planet yeah. in this hour. Big Ten basketball. Um, yeah. <laughs> UCLA volleyball players. <laughs> Rutgers. UCLA volleyball girls homework. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chelsea, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Big thank you to Chelsea coming in. That was a great interview. Someone who, you know, has been a good friend for almost a year now going on just you know always talking about basketball always been super nice to me and to everyone at tbn so big thank you to chelsea for coming once again so that will be it for this week be sure to follow everyone on twitter at storm center pod at trying broadcast chelsea is at chelsea gisagi and i am at dfr00 want to thank you so much for listening good luck to all thunder teams this week and we will talk to you next week Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.